Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox. That's Ben Olson. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email here from Shavar. Good evening. My name is Shavar. I saw your YouTube channel and wanted to know, learn more about taking the LSAT. My GPA after this semester will likely be a 2.9 3.0 finance major. I'm at my third college and I'm unsure how the GPA would be calculated if they were to combine three schools worth. It would be likely it would likely be significantly lower. I'd like to get into a T14 law school and would be willing to put in the work necessary to obtain a 170 and up on the LSAT. I'm a colon non-traditional student, African-American, disabled veteran, and I'll be 29 this year. Will my age be an issue in the application process? I hope to hear from you soon. Wow. Um, no, <laughs> your age is the least of your concerns. Yeah. You got a big concern right now with your GPA and it sounds like you haven't done much, if anything, with your LSAT score. So the two biggest factors in your application need to be addressed first. Yeah, I wouldn't even go any further down this road um, without doing an LSAT practice test and seeing where you're at and studying for a little while and seeing if you're making progress. Boy, you're, you're going to have to get your transcripts uploaded to the Credential Assembly Service. I'm wondering if, you know, hopefully maybe you qualify for, if you qualify for the LSAC fee waiver, Shavar, um, you know, which everybody should apply for the LSAC fee waiver. It's worth like a couple thousand dollars easily if you get it, um, because it'll give you the credential assembly service for free, which is the first thing. And you, you need to do the credential assembly service, Shavar. You need to have all your transcripts uploaded. You need to see what the what your LSAC GPA is actually going to be. You're speculating, but there's no point speculating. You should just get your transcripts uploaded and see what it is. 2.9 to 3.0. I mean, that indicates that you're not that good at school or like your track record indicates that you're not that good at school. So law schools are going to look at that and go, well, this is a person who has a documented track record of being not that good at school. And as you say, if you get that 170 plus, you know, then they might be willing to consider your like, and I'm not 170 is not a magic number. It's just a shorthand. But if you get a really high LSAT, then at least you'd be showing them something about horsepower, English language, um, willingness to work hard that your undergrad record does not show. Yeah. Getting getting his uh, GPA from LSAC is a necessary step in this process. You're right. He he is uh, estimating. But even if he goes to LSATdemon.com forward slash scholarships and just puts in 2.9, 3.0, just plays with those numbers, um, you can see how badly you're going to need a high LSAT score. You can check the URM box, obviously. Uh, that will help a little bit. But... Look at look at the hill you're facing and and figure out what you got to do to get there. I don't you know, it's not I, I wouldn't worry this non-traditional thing. 
29 is not a crazy that's not a crazy age no, at I think all the average i went to law school when law i was 33 like, go ahead yeah. yeah sorry i think the average age is like 26 or something like that so yeah so you're not that's not like even surprisingly old at all plenty of people do plenty of stuff including you know your your uh status as a veteran should help you law schools love people who have like the military work ethic so that's great but they're going to have to report your GPA. And that's the part that they're going to be like, oh, man, we're going to have to lower our median because, you know, you're going to you're you're way below the median at all of the T14. So you're it's like, you know, that's an anchor on your application. You're just you yeah. are going to be lowering their median, which means that they're not going to be excited about admitting you unless you're raising their median LSAT. Uh, yeah, the URM boost will help a little bit because there are just not that many people in law school who look like you. And that's great. But you're <laughs> yeah, you you are going to need a, a shining LSAT in order to have any kind of a credible candidacy at the at the T14, especially. Yeah. By the way, I realized that on the Thinking LSAT podcast, we always say don't pay for law school when we close out the show. We need to emphasize that on this show, too. Like, I don't want you going, getting a great score and then paying for law school. Like, go, <laughs> please go for free. Yeah. <laughs> Even hey. if that means like a, not a T, well, that almost certainly means not a T14. So I don't think you can go to a T14 and, and go for free with your GPA. But um, yeah, you don't need to go to a T14. Well, but also Shavar might have um, GI Bill yellow ribbon. So there there are other ways potentially other ways. of not paying That's for true. law school. That's true. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. If we don't say that on this show enough, we should maybe maybe we just add it to the signature. Um, anyway, email daily at LSATHuman.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Don't pay for law school. Thanks for listening. 